like in terms of like the ketchup brand you mentioned, like they're not thinking about it in hindsight. Yeah, it's annoyingly good. I think the listeners have missed your jokes, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the very ninth, tenth. What episode are we on, guys? Who knows at this point? (laughs) It's the ninth. It's still season two, but it's the ninth. We've... We've twilighted it. We've Harry Pottered it. We've split yep. it into two to make more money. Yeah, we've had a bit of a hiatus. We've been away for a little bit um, because we got busy. We got busy with our own stuff. Yeah, too busy to yeah. pod. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, isn't a great thing. Which is why we're going to mix things up come yeah. season three with a little uh, every two week pod. Yeah, yeah. We? no, we're still committed to it because it's a uh, it's a great thing for us to do. And uh, from the feedback I hear, out in the real world, people are enjoying it as well and getting value from it. And that's the aim of this. Yeah. Oh, I had like a couple of messages just last week saying, what's happening with the pod? Yeah. Why, yeah. why aren't you carrying with the pod? It's back. It's just a break. Yeah. You're just doing the cool thing of, uh, you know. season breaking. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> mum, I tell you this every single time I see you, we're on a hiatus. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> And then she's like, you can just phone me, you know, and you're like, no, nah, we'll do the pod again. No, I'll, I'll just say hi, I'm a pod. So a little shout out. <laughs> hey, mum. So we've been away, but we're back. And what have we been on, Drew? Loads of client work. Yeah. Um, just finished a massive five-phase project for a pretty big company. Mm-hmm. Not sure if we can name them just yet because there's some awards going in for the work that we've done. Yeah. But they're, they're a big company. You'll see them everywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those companies where once you see them once, you just see them everywhere. You see them yeah. all the time. See it nonstop now. And also, kind of, you probably know someone who works for them or with them or something like that. They're a, bit, yeah. they're a massive company. And where can everyone see our work that we've done for them? No one can yet because <laughs> we can't even name them. But uh, once we can name them, we'll get it all up on our, f- uh, our brand new shiny website. Yeah. That is genuinely done now. <laughs> Wow. A little round of applause. Every single pod episode we've said, guys, our brand new website's nearly ready. Our brand new website's nearly ready. Our brand new website's nearly ready. And we haven't just gone on a massive hiatus. So we, on this on this pod, we can now genuinely say yeah. it is actually ready. It's a happy coincidence. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah, it's finally ready. You know, maybe that'll set up a little bit of what have you been on, Jess? A lot of dealing with the website, so getting the site over over that finish line. There's just been a few little snags that we've been getting sorted, yeah. just making everything look as good as it can be. Yeah, it was just, um, I think, six or seven pages of snags. Uh, yeah, if I were developers that listen to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it just getting it to the point where we're truly proud of every single part of the, um, the, the site, from how things transition into each other, the content we've got on the site, the copy. Yeah. Just getting getting everything sort of sorted. Um, also a lot of client work. Um, so nailing processes as well. So sort of updating reporting the way we're doing reporting at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, some new strategy plans for the new um, the new months. Uh, it's been a few months, so there's been yeah. a few that we've been sort of going over. Um, yeah. I feel like I have to say the same thing every week, but it's my, it's my job. It's my job. <laughs> every single time I'm like, oh, I always say that type of stuff. And I realised, oh, yeah, it's, it's what we do as a business. Yeah. It? yeah. It's, it's, but it's been exciting. Kind of same, We've been yeah. working on some, some really cool stuff recently. That's yeah. been yeah. very proud of what we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing really, really cool stuff at the moment. Can't wait to, for everyone to, uh, to look yeah, at our to get brand it new website. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
we, we, we skipped me. Um, we, we tend to do that, but... We're not skipped. Well, so the best yeah, last. I was just going to jump in next. quickly with, uh, and if you want to see the website, it's bright with two eyes, dot .co.uk. Or yeah. three eyes. Or three eyes. Or four eyes. Or four eyes. And if you want to hear what I've been up to, stay tuned. Now. Or five eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what have you been up to? I've, uh, similar, I've been working on a lot of strategy for clients, um, looking at processes, stuff with yeah. JS, trying to get those um, touch points in place for people so they can, it, it's tough because there's so much data and we handle so much data. It's, you don't want to overwhelm people, but yeah. they need to be informed and they need to understand, uh, you know, what, what it means as well. Yeah. So if you give them too much, you're having to explain every point, but also, uh, you know, clients can go off and Google stuff. But the data doesn't necessarily tell the picture. You know, you might have, yeah. you might have, um, it, it's changed now because of GA4 coming in. But traditionally, an example I thought of was a high bounce rate. Yeah. People would be like, the bounce rate crazy. But it's because their landing page is the landing page and they're yeah. taking that information or submitting the form. And, but that counts as a bounce because they're not going to another page. Yeah, it's not on a thank you page. It depends on how it's set up. Yeah. Up, yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of, lots of data work. We've been migrating a few, uh, clients who have been experimenting with Google ads, LinkedIn ads and Bing yeah. uh, going across there. Um, haven't done Bing for a, for a good few years and, uh, yeah, it's rubbish, but, um, <laughs> but the actual results quite well and it fits their personas cause it's Bing. The only people who use Bing are those who don't know how to download Google Chrome. Basically. Yeah. So you get. Uh, a built or Firefox. In, Firefox. A, a built-in demographic of non-tech is, is what you get on Bing. So for this particular client, it sits really well. So uh, it's early days, but all signs look good for it. So that's, yeah. that's been exciting. Yeah. Cool. Um, and, and those ads, they're a really good example of getting some short-term wins, which is our, related to our main topic. Jess, what is it? So today we're looking at, and it's kind of brought, upon we've had some clients recently speaking about a lot of vanity metrics and a lot of short-term wins yeah so things like um increasing followers on linkedin or getting a slightly better cost per click on an ad those those smaller things that that do mean quite a bit and they, yeah. and they will add value to your marketing but they aren't necessarily building that like solid marketing strategy that yeah. you need for the long term yeah. um so we want to look at short-term wins versus a long-term marketing strategy yeah yeah and, um, and the long-term aims of that you know yeah. b b building yeah. your brand and your company for longevity and and how to you know get there i guess it's also when to do both yeah. so when to prioritize short-term wins when yeah. to put goals for them in place but also when to build that longevity, like you say, when yeah. to when to have that fully established plan, yeah. and when to adapt on that. Yeah. And we we've had it, and it and it's evolving all the time. But we've had it where, you know, you take a a job, especially in the early days, where it's for cash flow reasons. Basically, you're taking a job, but it's not the type of portfolio work you want to build, or it's not the type of customer you want, you know, in three years' time. Um, but you have to take that short term win. But it's trying to recognise, in this example, recognise when to, you know, when to keep that focus on the long term aims of what you're doing as well. Yeah. So how would you define short term versus long term for our listeners? Well, short term wins is something we come up 
against every time we see a new client come on board. Yeah. You know, they're coming on board to improve their marketing and, you know, no, nothing better than an influx of leads. That, that's, yeah. what, that's what they want. They yeah. want those short-term wins. Certain platforms are geared up for that. Yeah. Google PPC are prime for it because with that, you get real user intent marketing. Someone who's Googling, um, I need a new conservatory or conserv yeah. what, what a conservatory price is. It's someone wanting to buy a conservatory, yeah. pretty much. That's their intent to do that. Um, so that's that's a real, you know, short-term win possibility for people. Yeah. Um, but the thing with short-term versus long-term is if you're in a service company where your contracts are much larger and your lead times are longer and, you know, you don't have that sales pool of things, it's hard to, you you obviously want those short-term wins and get those contracts in, but really they come about through the long-term strategy. Yeah, yeah. It's like a gardener, for example, someone Googling who can mow my lawn and yeah. having that like short-term win where it's like paid someone, 30, I don't know how much it, people pay, but 30 quid to someone to mow your lawn. Yeah. They've come and done it, that's fine. Where it's then building that customer loyalty where when they need someone to put down a patio for them or um, to put in some new fencing or a new hedge or I'd, I'd yeah. any gardening services that you need, you're building that loyalty for that gardener. So it's yeah. kind of, you want the short-term win, but then you also need to sort of have that long-term strategy in place yeah. to turn those short-term wins into a long-form sort of lead. Yeah, in, in in the corporate examples we see, people don't need these services all the time. Yeah. Um, so the long-term objective is making sure you stay in their mind for when they do. You know, that's the long-term strategy that comes up. Um, we, we do a lot of that, that marketing and that branding and that website building yeah. and keep that flow through there for that reason. So, but there's an area of short-term wins and it feeds into the van vanity metrics that you mentioned, Jess, that I see a lot and a lot of our clients are sort of seduced by it. And it's the sort of stunt marketing. It's, you know, people just trying to shock for shock's sake. Yeah. When really that is going to almost certainly go in the opposite, unless you're Ryan Ryanair, whose who's long-term marketing yeah. aim is to be the most talked about brand on the internet. Um. That won't suit everybody or nobody. Maybe not even Ryanair. We'll see. But uh, but it's got to go against that, right? That that sort of stunt marketing for your long term objectives. Yeah. Well, I, th I think especially when I think the examples you're talking about, they all look and feel exactly the same anyway. Yeah. So yeah. they're short term wins, but yeah. they're identical. So I couldn't tell you what businesses did it recently. I couldn't. I couldn't name them again. Yeah. They all end up becoming derivative, don't they? Yeah. There's no long term like. You can't replicate it very often either. So it's like Thursday, for example, they did some really good like out of home, like stunt marketing type things, yeah, probably starting yeah. about a year, a year and a half ago. Then other brands are still trying to hop on that trend now. Yeah. And it's just not performing yeah. as well because everyone's doing it now. Yeah. And even Thursday themselves have moved away from it. Yeah. Because it's the same format. So people, you know. It's no longer just disruptive yeah. because it's the same. Yeah. Like it's the same as like someone doing a different type of post on LinkedIn. Yeah. Like yeah. the first probably ten people that do it, it stands out. But then when thousands of businesses are doing it, yeah, it's the same post again. It's just going to yeah. blend into the background. How many how many short term wins does a company need before it becomes uh, part of like their long term 
uh, strategy as well. Yeah. So with Thursday, they they did it they did it consistently, didn't they, for quite a while? They yeah. did quite a lot of these yeah. little stunt marketing uh, stunts. But then surely that becomes part of who they are, and it does feed into that kind of like long term brand yeah. awareness. That that's another pro for me when it comes to like short term wins as well. Is because a big thing that we um, advocate for here at Bright is a lot of testing, a lot of like data analysts type. Yeah work in terms of when you do something short term you're always testing the performance of that and it allows short term allows you to look at that data very quickly and allows you to adjust things very quickly in terms of like trends customer behavior and also just the general performance of that that thing you're doing that campaign you're doing whereas long term you're hoping that you already have that kind of structure in place. So you already know what's working, what isn't working. You should still test in your long-term strategy. I'm not saying that it's just short-term is more, it was something we spoke about uh, in another pod where it was kind of like, is it frequency or or quality of content? Yeah, yeah. And it is that kind of thing with short-term wins where it is posting a lot and posting a lot of content you want to test to then adapt. Yeah to then implement it into your long-term strategy. So like Thursday, it worked. Yeah, that's the thing. We're not saying short-term doesn't work and can't be done correctly. I think some people just misjudge it sometimes. But with Thursday, they probably established their tone of voice and that that fit nicely within there before that. And even if they didn't, they were experimenting with tone of voice and that felt like them and the company. Um, So that that did form part of their long-term strategy, yeah. Yeah. We talk about throwaway content quite a bit. Yeah. And throwaway content is short-term content because it's stuff you just literally, let's get it out this week and let's forget about it in two weeks. Yeah. Like, you know, if it works, then that's brilliant. That's It's done what it needed to do. If it doesn't work because it's worked, that's probably experimental or we're just testing things, that's fine because like we say, in a couple of weeks, people are going to forget about it. Yeah. Once you post the next bit of throwaway content, someone's forgot about it. Yeah. So we do that a lot. But yeah, like you say, like that forms into this long term objective yeah. where yeah. we're putting all this content out to try and get data, yeah, try definitely. and get analytics, yeah. try and understand what's working, what's not yeah. within like a new market or a new type of content. There's also a different type of content for those different things as well. Like us doing this podcast was never a short term win for us. Like as yeah. soon as we spoke about doing a podcast, as soon as we were talking about the structure and the the setup and everything, it was never going to yeah. be, oh, in after two podcasts, we expect to be number one in the yeah. charts. It was always something that we knew we were going to have to work on. And it was something in our long-term strategy to sort of build and to to enhance what we're doing. Yeah. Whereas something like a short or a LinkedIn post is that short-term win yeah. type thing. So the different types of content will lend into where it should sit in that, yeah. that strategy of short-term or and, and even within this part, it, yes, it supports our long-term goals and things of being able yeah. to discuss what goes into what we do, the visual marketing element. Yeah you know, give people insights from inside a marketing agency, wins that we've had, failures that have failed so people can avoid the mistake or iterate on them and improve them. But there are short-term wins. So we have got a lot of content that is, you know, throwaway content in a sense that there's still value in it, but it's just we know that uh, producing a lot of content gives you a chance of some of them catching in the ether and people picking them up. But then if they don't, there's something else coming coming along straight away. Oh, yeah, away. it's throwaway content, but there's thought behind it. It's not just we're creating some random thing, putting it out there. It doesn't sit with anything else yeah. we've done yeah. and hoping that these random things stick. It's not that. It's where 
we're experimenting, but there's thought behind it because yeah. it will lead into, or ideally lead into this like bigger strategy. Yeah. Short term win and throwaway content doesn't mean it's random stuff you're randomly doing that's easy and just quick and you're going to get stuff out. Yeah, yeah. It does mean that it's there's still thought behind it. There's still strategy behind it. So we've spoke about the pros of short term wins and there definitely are several of them. There's no reason why companies shouldn't be after short term wins. Yeah. Especially when reigniting their marketing efforts. Yeah. So an influx of leads should be a short term win because you just don't want it at the yeah. expense of, yeah. the, of the long term, do you? So what would be the negatives of people prioritizing or even having a lot of short term wins or going after a lot of short term wins? It's just losing sight of the long term, I think. So yeah. you, you, every company wants to build for longevity, really. Yeah. You know, there are companies there who the owner wants to just scale up quickly in three years and sell. But people want to build an established company, right? Yeah. Um, where, they're, where they're, you know, their purpose and their values make sense and endure. It's, it's the reason why I saw a post recently, uh, and I'll find it so we can put it up, where it was the ketchup, Heinz ketchup versus the supermarket brand. I think yeah. it was Sainsbury's. And um, they're both ketchup. Both taste amazing on your on your turkey dinosaurs, but Heinz was four times as much. Yeah, and that's because their long term marketing strategy is paying off, and they've got that brand, you know, value in there, and people yeah. people value that brand. On that as well, it's like forecasting. So short term wins often uh, leads to like shallow relationships. Yeah, um, to relationships that don't mean much to the yeah. customer or the business. Yeah. There's no customer loyalty. There's no, they're not advocating for yeah. you. They're just sort of, which is fine sometimes for B2C. So when you're uh, buying a pair of shoes. It's and very it's, transactional. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Whereas a service-based company, the hope is that a company is going to come back to you, either have retainers with you or yeah. be a return customer. Yeah. Like you're their go-to for that service yeah. or product. Yeah, we could do it. We could get a new client on board and be like, oh, we can create this video and it will get, you know, thousands of views but will that convert into leads will it convert into sales you yeah. know we can we can we can run yeah, ads yeah. and drive so much traffic to a website but is it the right traffic yeah you know yeah. they're they're the short-term wins if you put your kpis around that it, it's not you're not hitting those long-term goals yeah you know? yeah it's also unsustainable growth so as business owners if you had like Loads of people coming to you for one-off videos or, or one-off uh, content creation or yeah. an ebook or something. There's no, there's no forecasting. There's no, you can't say, oh, we had 10 like one-time clients this month. You can't guarantee 10 next month. Yeah. You can't guarantee 10 the month after. There's no forecasting for a business. Whereas the long-term strategy in place would be you're getting five leads every month. Yeah. You're converting three of them. Yeah. It's, it's that forecasting that will then allow the company to sort of grow and to develop themselves, which yeah. is also leaning on the point you mentioned, Rob. I think as well with, when we talk about short-term wins, we're often talking about people, there's not, they're not doing multiple short-term wins constantly. Yeah. Because multiple yeah. short-term yeah. short wins constantly feels like we're going to have a strategy in place, feels like we're actually going to yeah. have the long-term yeah. wins. When we talk about short-term wins, we often talk about people just after a short-term yeah. win now. Yeah. Let's see how that does. Let's not think about the next one. Yeah. Let's do another one now. Let's see how the next one goes. For instance, you know, a company just wanting, let's say they they want to, they've got several aims for the business. Yeah. They want a piece of content. 
So that single piece of content isn't solving all of those aims. Yeah. They just want this one piece of content. Okay, let's focus on one of those then. Or yeah. like even a part of one of those aims. Yeah. Um, it's not going to do anything for them. It's a tiny little short-term win they're after. Yeah. It's probably not going to get them that stuff. And, and I think uh, if we... As, as we've matured though, we've realized that. So we, we had a meeting with a, a client who sells jewelry. And that was a similar thing. So they did have all these aims that they wanted to hit and things. But then it was we were able to put it, you know, in a, in a sequential line where it's like this, the strategy for this probably means do this part and you can generate good ROI there. And then that will feed onto these bits, which are a bit more expansive for your long term. Yeah. So, so yeah. It, was, it was thinking about those short term aims, but for the long term yeah. strategy. Yeah. I think like referencing the catch up stuff as well, like a lot of people who just want these tiny little ad hoc short term wins. Like in terms of like the ketchup brand you mentioned, like they're not thinking about it in hindsight. Make him stop! Make him stop! Tell him to stop! Hindsight. Stop it! Yeah, it's annoyingly good. I think the listeners have missed your jokes, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, in hindsight, isn't it a lot more worthwhile to like build that long-term brand? You know, Four times. Go for those. Four times as much worthwhile. Yeah. Go for those long-term wins. Yeah. Go for short-term wins, but keep them yeah. consistent. And Maybe. also, if you, if, if you can recognize that and get yourself out in front over the long term, then, you know, you put your competition in a place where they just can't catch up. Don't you start a coup! Oh. So moving on to long term, um, obviously this is where we recommend all of our clients to be heading towards. Like you said, with the, the jewellery brand, there are going to be short-term aims that we will set for clients. There yeah. are always going to be those short-term wins, but it's the longevity and the long-term strategy that, that we're after. Those, those funnels and those plans in place to ensure that their marketing is worthwhile and yeah. going to achieve the results that they're after. Yeah. So how, what would be some recommendations in terms of setting long-term? From, um, I think, start with a real sort of, overview of your business and what's important to yeah. you so this will feed back into not necessarily marketing work but what, what's your mission what's your purpose yeah. what are your values and things like that we, we've been questioned so much by different mentors and business people who have said because we really focus on quality of things right quality matters we we, we stress over the little details and yeah. things like that and we get a lot of pushback where because we we sometimes see with clients that they don't really care but then I think they do. They just don't know they do. So we push back against that. And that's part of our long-term strategy yeah. is to, you know, not make a quick book or not reduce our efforts so we can just take on loads of clients and things like that. But we're just doing, you know, 80% of the quality that we normally do. So I'd, I'd think to, to begin with, think about for your long, longevity of your company and think about what's important yeah. to you. I'd say it's also more around, and I say the word invest, and I don't necessarily mean monetary investment, even though I do recommend going to providers which can help you with this, yeah. but sort of investing in your, your brand and what that means in terms of your visual identity, your tone of voice, and like you say, your, your mission, what you're after, and having those goals in place and having a core strategy in place that looks at your differential to competitors and yeah. a real strong strategy plan that will look at, and it can be year long, it can be every three years you do this, it just depends on the business, but it sort of sets goals that you want long-term. It yeah. sets, 
it even allows new people or even current people that are kind of stuck in, stuck in a little bit of a rut to look back on this strategy and say, well, this content I'm creating, it doesn't really align to the tone of voice yeah. or it doesn't align to the brand or the storytelling that we want to get across. Yeah. And it also helps for the short-term wins. So I was kind of saying short-term wins probably take a little bit less time to create sometimes. You're testing things very quickly. You're putting content out on a bit of a scale compared to long-term. Um, but they should also still refer back to it. It should still feel yeah. like your brand. It's one of the negatives of a short-term win is it can you can lose sight of the brand messaging. You can lose sight of the, the company that yeah. you're posting from. It's the foundational stuff, isn't yeah. it? It's, it? It's brand and visual identity. And if you think of any company, well-known brand, they've put that time and investment into their visual identity and done that work. Um, and it's something we've seen with our clients now we've been going a few years that we've seen paying real dividends. So we mentioned those sh clients chasing short-term wins, yeah. Um, but they've got longer contract times and things. And all that is, is building up momentum, yeah. but their brand is sticking out and you get to a tipping point a few months in where all of a sudden those leads start pouring in yeah. and, and it's about persevering with that strategy that yeah, you've yeah, got definitely. there. Um, and we, we, we've started doing it and really pushing it on people because there's such good value in it, especially with digital marketing moving to visuals, is brand in motion, right? Yeah. That's something we're looking at. And there's a client in particular right <clears> now, <throat> and it's quite a, you know, for us, I'd say quite an easy job for the content, video content that he's creating, but we're using it as an opportunity to get that brand in motion right. Yeah, and it's it'll be a it'll be a you know, a visual differentiator for them as well yeah. from their competitors. Because we look at a lot of the industries that we deal with, they aren't super visual industries or companies, yeah. markets. So getting those really, really strong visuals, getting that strong kind of brand in motion. Yeah. It's going to pit them again, you know, it's going to put them at the top of the uh, top of a pile, really. Yeah. Obviously, we're dealing with people who who also have a very good offering, yeah. If you've got a terrible offering, but you've got great visuals, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. But they, they have a great offering. They have a, you know, they, they run uh, kind of semi-established or established businesses already. Yeah. They have experience. Yeah. They, they do they do their yeah. service as well. But then, you know, you couple in awesome visuals. Yeah. And yeah, like I say, like they're top of the uh, top of the mountain. Yeah. And e even that example I'm talking about, they... They've been in business 15 years. Their company has been going 15 years. And we're questioning them on, okay, so how should this move? You know, how, how should this feel? What, what, what's that in relation to your company and things? And it's questions they wouldn't have heard before, but it's building that picture for longevity because once they establish those principles, yeah. you know, whatever content they make, it will just make it feel more, branded to them yeah. and people will start recognizing oh this is a such and such post this is that that type yeah. of company well, yeah. we talk about brand emotion but it's not just motion it's it's audio visual so we we curated what they should sound like in terms of their podcast yes, in, in yes. terms of like the the branding for it obviously they, they they sort all the content and they're great at delivering the content yeah but in terms of the like the audio branding yeah. for it yeah we we help curate that for yeah. them because it was just misaligned yeah it, it wasn't something we were necessarily asked to do but it's it's just being able to spot that opportunity for improvement and it was just yeah it was so 
off the shelf and cliche, which is yeah. not what they are. Yeah, it was. I don't, I've not heard any recent podcast with the Benny Hill theme tune do well. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was odd. It was not a choice. At this point, do we cut to us doing Benny Hill? Do we just run around for a bit? <laughs> to the audio listeners, but genuinely. What's Benny Hill? <laughs> Jess, you're so young. Bringing us down. <laughs> oh gosh. Cool, 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 cool. So we spoke about short term and long term individually. Yeah. But it's all about striking a balance between the two. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. never recommend either or. They both need to sort of be. Sh- you need to strike a balance between having short term wins. Yeah. And putting short term campaigns out. So it might be promotions. It could be. I don't know, a Father's Day, 30% off. How about we do like a random example and we then say a couple of short-term wins and some long-term wins for them. Yeah. Yeah, let's give an example of how we can blend these. Uh, Yeah, okay, so uh, what was the last thing you bought? The last thing I bought was a pair of dinosaur print child ear defenders. Okay, brilliant. And it's good that you got specific with it, so. Can I actually, gonna look great in them, Drew? Thank you. And for the listeners, I already do. (laughs) So ear defenders, I'm guessing... They're pretty big with kids. I've seen them at festivals and things and events. Yeah. It's for a loud event. Yeah, very loud Is that loud why event. you brought them for a child yes. or was it dinosaur print for you? Dinosaur prints for me because they, they can't see them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So the visuals of me. And the, they can't uh, hear them. Yeah, exactly. The ear protections for yeah. them. Yeah. So short term wins would be, it's coming up to festival season or we're, we're in festival season, should I say. It would be a discount code for certain festivals yeah. Could be um, a discount code for the whole of the festival season. Yeah. Could be signing up to a newsletter to get that discount code, which is a short-term win in terms of building your newsletter. Um, it could be promotions in terms of like buy one, get one free. If you're a new company trying to build, you could also go to festivals like that and offer discounts at the festivals, yeah. short-term wins in terms of people are wanting them while they're there. Yeah. Um, get them in the hands of uh, influencers. Yeah. Um, get get some reviews going for that. Drum yeah. up, drum up some attention that way. So that would be that way, yeah. into a little bit of a long term through reviews. Yeah, um, yeah. getting sort of brand recognition um, and awareness for the brand. Um, some other short term wins and short term wins. Pay per click. I'm I'm assuming you just Google yeah. ear defenders and looked at some that looked good. Yeah. Had good reviews. Yeah, I put toddler ear defenders in. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, short-term wins. So real intent marketing. You knew you wanted to buy some. You searched for it, looked at some, ordered. I'm not going to lie. I did just buy the first ones I saw that had a dinosaur print on. Well, that's why like the metrics on getting your ads number one is just primo. So, you know, for dinosaur ear defenders, if you're in slot number one, even compared to number two or three, you're, you're converting... 80% of those. Which leads into long-term strategy. I would say that is a long-term strategy. It's getting high up um, in those SERPs on yeah. paid and SEO. Yeah. Um, so having strong SEO strategy in place where it's um, toddler ear defenders, toddler festival ear defenders, child yeah. ear defenders. They're sort of keywords you're going to want to be um, on your site and be high up in those search yeah. terms. Um, also bidding on sort of competitor stuff as well. So if there are anyone well-known, I don't know, ear defender brands, but there yeah. there could be popular ones. You sort of having, you're also high up on their competitor in. No beats. That's my pitch for ear defenders. Yeah. You don't get to hear them. 
the beats. Oh, yeah, I like it. Also, headphones, beats. Oh, I'm going to go for Nomentums, yeah. like the Sennheiser, oh, Nomentums from Nomentums, yeah. Um, other long-term strategy would be um, email marketing. So building that uh, loyalty. So yeah. once Drew's brought those air defenders, this time next year, his child could be bigger. They might need uh, bigger air defenders. Yeah. They could buy. Yeah, I hope he grows. But yeah. you could you could have brought it for your newborn this year, whereas next year he could be a bigger and need toddler ones. It could be. I um, hope he grows too. <laughs> yeah, ideally he'd grow at the same to the same size at the same stage, so you could just pass them down. Yeah, that's obviously but the also, hope. But <laughs> also, you know, you you might throw some more babies out there. You might also just go off dinosaur print. Yeah. yeah. What new new yeah. print? New, new colours and stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so building up that customer database yeah. and, and working there. I think I think you could have ambitious long-term goals and these short-term goals could feed into it. So maybe you're working towards a partnership with a festival. Yeah. You know, and, and getting them in there. So if you're looking at, you know, influencers that go to festivals or if you're looking at those campaigns based yeah. seasonal campaigns with the discount code for festivals. It's even like Glastonbury or something. They've got like a specific kids campaign, kids area, kids like yeah. entertainment. It could be a partner with just that section of the festival where yeah. it's building, yeah, building those partnerships. Yeah. Mm. But there's some great long-term and short-term leads allowing them to build, build a strategy up. Um, user generated content could also be within their sort of long-term strategy. So building that brand loyalty and getting other people to promote yeah. Their, yeah. their, their content through their own content. Yeah. Um, and brand recognition, full yeah. stop, right? That's the long-term strategy. That, that, that plays into the Heinz example. Yeah. You know, you want to be making a great product, charging yeah. a premium for it, and people willingly doing it because they trust the brand. You've built that, yeah. and that's part yeah. of their... All of those short-term exposures are part of, of, part of that long-term yeah. strategy, right? Yeah, so a big takeaway then is like if it's a short-term win, we're really talking about stuff where it could just be a single isolated bit of content or approach or it's not, you know, it's yeah. just a single channel. Yeah. Whereas then if we're talking about the long-term, it's omni-channel, multi-platform. Yeah. yeah. Blending loads of different approaches, yeah. loads of different kinds of content. And I guess the purpose is just think about those short-term wins and those campaigns within that longer-term model, right? Yeah. So there's no yeah. reason you can't experiment, as we oh, yeah, yeah. said and love yeah. to do, but place it within there and do the foundational work. So make sure they still reflect the company's values and they're not at odds with it. Yeah. And, and you know, make, make sure you're investing in those visuals and stuff and making sure it carries through because it's, you know, silly to run a direct mail campaign that that will generate some some feedback for you and, and some orders, hopefully. But if there's no brand association, no anything, yeah. you're not building, yeah. you know, oh, for the longevity. Yeah, it's the equivalent of just, you know, getting a, a really, really good newsletter out there, trying to get that short-term win off that, that one newsle newsletter blast and then yeah. not doing it again. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no follow-up, yeah. no yeah. funnel, yeah. no nothing, yeah. And I'd say it's easy to get caught up on short-term wins. Yeah. And it's easy to see a boost in sales and continue to do short-term wins. But a long-term strategy will be better ROI in the long run. Yeah. So yeah. say if you were doing short-term wins for a few months, a year later, if you'd set up a long-term strategy, yeah. you'd be getting more return on investment, more leads and a stronger brand recognition. Yeah. than you would for, like you say, the disconnected yeah. short term. It, it makes it easier. It definitely yeah. makes it easier than just constantly doing new short campaigns yeah. that, that, that don't build to those things. Yeah. yeah. I think there were some good takeaways there for people, some good advice on short-term and long-term wins. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, 
it's just been a good podcast back, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to be back yeah. and doing this and chatting about marketing shares. Yeah, good reason for a hiatus, but let's try not to do it again. Yeah. What do you reckon? Let's bash out the rest of season two. Yeah. Get some great content out there. Yeah. Season season three. I don't want to spoil anything right away, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a guesty one. Yeah. It's, yeah. We we'll get some guests on. I think um, I think it's like a it's a long running sitcom, right? Season three tends to be where it gets really good. They're the memorable ones. Yeah. And they bring in those special guests, those cameos. Yeah. So we're already booking Danny DeVito, yeah. Ray Romano. Yeah. We're going to get those, you know, sitcom. Fa- Van Damme gets a mention. And on that note, we'll see you next week. Toodles. Wakey, wakey. <laughs> <laughs>